This show is brought to you by Brain First Training Institute, ICF accredited coach certifications and applied neuroscience training. To become a brain-based coach, get certified in applied neuroscience and stay up to date with what's happening in the world of applied neuroscience and coaching, join our Brain First community over at brainfirsttraininginstitute.com. Hey, it's Ramon and welcome to Brain Coach Radio, where we hear from expert coaches, leaders and trainers who are using applied neuroscience to help their clients get life-changing results. We discuss various coaching topics, neuroscience insights, business tips and much more, all to help you succeed. Now, let's get into the episode. No interruptions. Enjoy, my friends. So, welcome to the show. It's great to see you. Great to have you here. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Great to talking to you again, too. So uh, I think it's been a while, actually, because this the last time we would have connected would have been before you moved back to Germany, right? And that was... Exactly. A year and a half ago, I guess, even more, maybe. Something like that. God, it goes fast, doesn't it? So... It does. uh, Talk to us about what have you been doing since then, Um, career-wise, coaching-wise... Gives a bit of a, a background. Yeah, absolutely. No, I remember that. I mean, you and I spent a lot of digital time when COVID first hit in 2020, I would say. So back then I was in uh, Panama uh, working for a big company and on the side doing my uh, very first coaching, um, yeah, very first hours in the world of coaching, learning how to be um, a coach um, with you and Brian. Mm. And um so I spent a lot of that time, even after we stopped talking, let's say, on the more um, yeah, curriculum part of the, of the coaching journey, uh, I still spent some time in, in uh, Panama in that job also and uh, started to, yeah, I would say, try out my coaching skills. So in that journey, you need to get your 100 coaching hours under your belt if you want to work towards your certification. And I was curious about that. So... I just started to do a lot of coaching uh, via Zoom um, on friends of friends of friends, like kind of people who um, you end up connecting to through mutual um, people you know. Um, And then a year ago, I decided to move back to Germany um, just because of different reasons, because it felt right to be closer to home uh, during the time of the pandemic. And then it also gave me the chance to uh, reconsider um, also what I wanted to work in. Um, So I moved to Berlin and I am now um, working in the field of sustainability. So I'm working in a small um, agency slash consultancy that we're building up uh, where we try to help um, businesses and brands find their own impact that they can have on a more like on a future worth living. That's what we always phrase it. Um, so we want to um, yeah, explore their own sustainability strategy practices. And that's what I'm doing now. Great. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I'd really love to explore that more. But perhaps let's start off <laughs> with uh, when you first started delivering the coaching sessions. So what was your experience like um, going through the 100 hours what did you learn? What did you take away from it? What were the what were the highs? What were the lows? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think um, I set up myself for, let's say, an easy start. So the, I remember that the very first 
two or three people I started with um, were actually friends that I also used as guinea pigs during the, the course when sometimes we should you know, reach out between sessions and just try out techniques on someone. Mm. So they knew already that I was on this journey and apparently they got something out of those small bits and pieces we did in between somewhere. And then afterwards I said, look, I mean, this is obviously not the ideal setup that you would usually go for coaching a friend, but I feel comfortable talking like this with you. And if there's something in it for you, maybe we could continue, but just that I get more into the flow. And then they started referring me to other um, to other people they know that I maybe knew from you just seeing them in their life, but not being close to them. Um, so I think it went smoother than I thought in the beginning, just because I really started with people I know and trust, mm. and uh, felt that well, if if you think this is valuable and you keep coming back and you keep referring me to others, then apparently um, I can trust myself with this a little bit more. Mm, mm. Um, so I think that was very, very helpful, um, especially at the start. What, what types of um, and, things were you working on with them? Like was it something specific or just general life type coaching or career or what, what was it? That is actually super interesting because yesterday, um, thinking about our conversation today, I started reflecting about do I have a niche? Like, what is it I talk with people about? And I uh, see now that it is like one um, theme that's reoccurring. And I actually wonder if that's because of why, how I started with them or if it's a different reason. I don't know. But I can see that there's a theme of, um, of the, the need or the, the desire to make work into something different. So I feel that a lot of the conversations I'm doing all the way up till today is about this, um, yeah, this idea that work can be or should be something that you enjoy mm -hmm. and that you're passionate about and that adds energy to your life. And that um, people now, the people I talk to, usually come to me because it doesn't feel like that and they feel mm -hmm. that something is off. So either they are ex either they are stressed, a lot of them are also working in, in freelance situations, so maybe not the conventional setup, so either they are, they are stressed, they feel um, overwhelmed, they feel that, uh, that what they're doing is not serving them well and they want to change that. Um, they want to explore, let's say, also uh, new, new work, so um, new work scenarios where, you just, where it's not always about sitting 40 hours in an office. Mm -hmm. um, or they are basically looking for, for meaning in what they do every day. So I would say that something like that is probably the, the theme. So we're not, you know, it's not about working on your career path or working on how you come, can become the next uh, greatest leader maybe, but really more about how can you make this thing that we all do all day into something more meaningful for you. Mm. And what sort of approach do you take like, has there been something that has emerged that is really helpful for all clients? Uh, or do you take a very individualized, I mean, coaching is very individualized anyway, but are there some, are there some uh, techniques or some strategies or a general approach that you find applies to everybody or, or most people? I do. I mean, also, like you say, it's probably... Um 
yeah, I think the the coach you are probably is very, or at least for me right now, still very um, <coughs> colored also by the things that you um, enjoy personally or mm. that you find interesting um, personally. So I am... Um, my own journey led me a little bit also into the field of um, mindfulness and meditation and then also com combined with the neuroscience background um, that we picked up in the educational part. I think these um, themes are something that we always work with and that always helps. So just the idea of um, really stepping out of the situation and also reflecting on um, on why this is happening and why you are feeling the way you're feeling, that you don't have to be, very, that you are not like um, caught up in that situation because you have to, be, but that you always have this this choice of changing perspective, of becoming more aware of the situation, of becoming more aware of um, how you are even on a on a um, let's say on a uh, physical basis in that moment. I think this is definitely something that always plays into it. So I would say it, um, there are a lot of moments or techniques, let's say, where um, we play around with that. So there's there are moments of, you know, vision creating, really closing your eyes and trying. I, I try to um, take the um, people I work with on a mental journey of how they would like to, how they look like at the end of their lives, and you know what's going on there. Who is this person? They they want to be and how can they get there, which um, which is a vision creating kind of journey that I can usually introduce quite easily over this idea of like, you know, that I'm into mindfulness and meditation. Would you be up to explore something there? So um, this is something that we do. And then also just more the, the real reflection about, OK, are you moving? Are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? So also bringing more this this awareness that your mind is very connected what's, to what's happening in your body and what you do with that. Um, I think those are the, the two big themes that probably um, make their way into our conversations a lot. Mm. And, and how do people respond to that, um, particularly the, I guess let's call it a holistic approach where, you know, they might have a goal in mind, but you're bringing in sleep and mindfulness and movement <laughs> and all these things that for a lot of people I think are uh, seemingly quite, a, um, quite a, a bit of a way away from what they might be thinking about in terms of the goal that they're pursuing, but, of course, they're also very uh, uh, relevant. How how has all this been received by people? Um, I would say different, like, on different levels with different people, I must say. So there, there are some where... Um, you, they really tell me <clears throat> up until today that there were some aha moments that they finally understood what um, you know what's what's going on and how they can also regulate their own um, life or their own experience and their own life much more than they thought. Mm. So some are extremely open to it, but yeah, um, absolutely. Others, um, others not so much. Um, others, of course. Uh, like you said, they they came there for a reason. They came there for the the goal. Um, they came there for for you know doing something about it, um, which I can completely understand because mm -hmm. I remember a few years back when I was first confronted with these ideas uh, in my own life. I also was like, "Nah, this is I don't know why we're talking about this. I came here for something entirely different." Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not discouraged by that. I just trust that um, 
somewhere along the line they 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 kind of maybe they will see the value in this and they they will come back and talk to me about it so um definitely it's not for everyone it's not something that you reach everyone with mm. um and then of course you can stay um on a more let's say we can we can stay on a more um neutral grounds in our conversations and that's fine as well but what i see is that the the people that um i talk to on a more regular basis or who keep coming back um to reflect on their situation together those are probably the ones that did connect to these kind of um conversations and that see the value in them and um so from there i now actually talking talking to you i am reflecting again that this is probably a part that that's part of the coaching i do and uh i just trust that the people who um were for the people that that um can find the value that and for some reason we will end up together in a conversation at some point and then uh it will be good mm. if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely so <laughs> what uh so that that's kind of where it started and you said that a lot of the way that you're uh, all the, the types of people that you're working with that's still um they're still the people that you're working with today where does this the the coaching fit in with the sustainability work that you're currently doing like is it on the side is it integrated do you bring coaching into the sustainability work like how does all that fit together I would say that um so the coaching itself um is for now still let's say my passion project on the side so it is still something that I that I do on on the weekends or at nights um something that I yeah for now still consider more of a personal project to drive forwards yeah. um whereas the the job is basically my my income income stream my my day job um that type of of setup in my in my personal life um but i do see that what i learned um or what i learned or experienced with coaching throughout my life and then uh, doing it myself for the last two years is now influencing everything so mm-hmm. um really the the idea of um you know just going through uh, situations with a structured thought pattern and um moments of reflection and everything um really for me has a value in a lot of life situations even though you don't necessarily get into a coaching relationship with anyone there mm-hmm. so i think in my daily work it um right now reflects on two different um levels very much so i came in um in a moment where i really had the chance to build up both the business model and the team so um also the way we work as a team right now we are um there we are quite new let's say as a team we are quite new so we have never worked together uh people keep joining us um throughout kept joining us throughout the year to to join the team um a lot of the team is also quite on quite early stages in in their career so also still you know finding out what you know this whole work thing is about and how they want to, to fit it in into their lives and everything so also the way we work together um is really um let's say influenced now by these ideas of coaching mm-hmm. so we have a lot of moments of as a team and in individual let's say um setups where we reflect about a lot about okay look we have the situations where we can basically structure ourselves and the way we work together and what we work for 
into whatever we, we want because we are not uh, have not arrived in a strict setup. So what do we want this to be? How do we want this to look like? How do we want to feel when we are here? What is the next best step we can could do maybe next month in this situation? <laughs> so I would say that, um, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, reflection and uh, looking inside and action planning and visualization um, in our in our operating rhythm going on, which is a lot of fun. Um, so on the way of, you know, how we work together, there's a lot of coaching in there. And yeah. I feel that that has also, at least for me, I hope that the rest of the team feels similar, but at least for me, it has enhanced the experience of going to work a lot um, when you connect on such a level. Um, and then the other side of it is, which is really interesting, which is starting to unfold now, is also that um, the field of sustainability for companies who want to explore what they can do in that scene, let's say, or in that um, part of themselves, let's say, um, is extremely complex and extremely overwhelming often. So often, you know, we have people sitting on the other side of the table that are just saying, look, I want to do something with sustainability or want to be more sustainable. Can you please give me a checklist of things to do? <laughs> and um, we also realized that this is probably not going to work. You know, if, if you do it this way, then it, it's not becoming part of who you are as a company. It's not becoming part of who you are as a brand. It doesn't mean anything to you. Um, and we really need to connect deeper into why are you sitting here? Like, why is this a need now that you want to pursue? How does it fit to who you are as a brand? Um, how does it fit to your overall strategy? And only if you um, figure out what that means and even only if you are part of that conversation of deciding what are the action steps that will make the most impact, um, then it will lead somewhere. And um, there I, I realized that these ideas that um, how you usually structure a coaching relationship um, can also be applied to a certain extent to the process that you really take, um, let's say, yeah, take a partner through on their very own sustainability journey. Mm -hmm. uh, as you are raising a lot of these ideas and, and some of these questions that you're going through, I'm thinking like these are all just great co coaching questions <laughs> <laughs> for the partner and for the, and for the team members as well. So it really sounds like you brought a lot of the coaching skills into as you say, like just everyday conversations and relationship building and everything else. Do, do you ever get anyone uh, who kind of thinks that you might be coaching them? Like, does it, does it, do they ever have, have someone who's sort of hyper aware <laughs> and thinking about, well, oh, there's some really like other loaded questions or um, what might sound like a, a bit of a technique or something like that? Um, interesting, is interestingly enough, um, that sometimes just, that happens in other, in other parts of my life, not so much in the, um, I would say in my professional space mm. <laughs> in other parts of my life, obviously I know other people who, who coach and then who are also, um, you know, who I'm also friends with. So there that sometimes happens when, yeah. You know, a friend you that's also to me? a coach catches you and says, like, yeah, I, I just want to rant. Can you please stop doing that? So <laughs> there, absolutely. Um, 
which is very true, which I feel with them also sometimes. So that's 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 sometimes a funny situation if, if coaches talk to each other. Um, but I would say in my, um, let's say, professional sphere, not so much, because I feel the, the partners or clients, they are with us to, they, they came with us with the expectation that, you know, they need to, or we need to co-develop something anyway. So I, I feel that they actually appreciate, oh, okay, this is a, there's a structure, there are questions that help me go through this process. Yeah. Um, they sometimes probably would have hoped it would be easier to, that there's just a checklist you can do, but I think there, there it fits in very well. And um, I think with, with the team, um, I'm just very open about where I've come from, who I am, um, and just sharing like, look, these are, we, we will be doing some kind of um, things, or I would like to try out some kind of, um, you know, some some things, some techniques, some brainstorming moments uh, together with you because I feel that it has helped me in my own life and my own career a lot. And you just let me know if it's for us or not, not. So I try to really just be open about what we are doing there and where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and just always have an open conversation if we feel that as a team that's helpful for us or not. Yeah, I love that frame. Um, I'd like to try a few things. They're things that have helped me. Would you be open to it? Like, I mean, you're probably hardly ever going to get anyone saying no, 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 <laughs> not at all, because it's such a such a very inviting frame, really. I mean, who wouldn't want to say, yeah, absolutely, I'd love to go through this. <laughs> Let me know if it's helped you. Maybe it can help me too, or maybe it can help our cause or the team or, or whatever else. What um. Yeah. What What are some of the other things that you've found from going through this whole coaching journey that has helped uh, you personally? Um, I mean, for me personally, I must say that apart from really, um, let let me think on that a second, because I I do think there's a lot in there actually. Um, but I think what helped me personally is also the the neuroscience part of the education that we went through. To me personally, feels extremely valuable, um, and this is why I went into a um, into an, a program that had that that had that edge to it. I would say, um, and actually. Um, <laughs> I often quote you, Ramon, I don't know <laughs> if that was your intention, no. but I often quote you when <laughs> I often quote you when um, someone or even I quote you to myself and, you know, you were just having one of those days where nothing seems to work out and where things are just, yeah, not looking great. Um, I remember you, or at least that's how I remember it in my head. I don't know if you ever said it that way, but I remember that uh, you always... Um, bring across the point of like, okay, when you're not feeling well, first question, if you have slept well, eaten well, and moved well in the past few days, get that in order. Yeah. And then if the world is still looking bleak, then you can actually, you can start thinking about the thing that you think is the problem. And um, this is something that has helped me on my, um, in my personal life a lot. Just this, this short, you know, a switch of, okay, the problem that you have might actually not be a real problem. Yeah. Uh, you might just treat your body not in the right way right now. And so I, uh, in those moments, I really, um, I really then 
take my reflection on that level, do a few tweaks there, and usually the problem is, is gone by a couple of days later. Um, and I felt so there, it's something that's very, very real to me. And I also feel <laughs> that just this idea of um, coaching in itself, not being something that is just happening in your head and that's just a conversation, but that there's, um, you know, some, there's really some science going on that is really interacting with your biochemical makeup in your brain right now. Even, um, you know, even just sprinkling that into conversations with people who might be very analytically driven or very, very science driven gives them the opportunity to become much more open to your conversation. So I feel that this is a really, really important part of um, how we learn to coach and something that uh, I, I keep reading about, I keep exploring because I think, yeah, I mean, you need to understand yourself in order to do something with that, right? I, I am, I have my whole background in the sports scene. I also wanted to understand how my body works in terms of how I can uh, how I can play sports. So of course it helps to understand how your brain and your mind works if you um, you know want to change something about that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know what what are some of your favorite things that you sprinkle throughout conversations? Your favorite brain based neuroscience based things that you like to share. Um. <laughs> this is interesting. So, <coughs> for example, um, if we are really, uh, if we are really deep in the details of the problem, and I feel that it would be, it would be helpful to get out of the nitty gritty stuff and first come into a goal setting mindset again, and first just, you know, bring yourself in, into the right, um, yeah, into the right mode of, of thinking, for example, and. Um, the, the the person that I'm talking to is is not following that and keeps you know just ranting or keeps um, complaining or keeps just trying to hash out the details of what they're going through right now. Mm. Then that is something that I have sprinkled in so far to say like you know look in 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 the way of in the way that I learned coaching I learned that in the state of mind you are right now on a biochemical level you will not be able to make great decisions, you know, but um, it, it will just not work. You will need to be able to switch perspective. You will need to bring your um, brain into a situation again where it, it understands more um, of why we're sitting here, why we're talking, what your actual goal is. And this requires a different way of thinking and talking. And then again, can we try something out uh, here and see if it works? And then really bring them more into the state again of thinking long term, thinking about goals, thinking about things that mean something to them, um, then really helps. And I think just this idea of saying something or of introducing this idea of it's not your own personal fault, but it, this is how our brains work right mm. now. And you're really just in the fight or flight mode right now. Mm. Let's try to get out of that. Um, then often makes a difference. So just also bringing this awareness to what could maybe be going on. Maybe let's try if that's, that's what's going on or not mm -hmm. is um, opening interesting conversations then. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of a, it's not you. It's just how your nervous system is wired. And with a bit of understanding of how it works, 
we can shift it into another state to enable you to then be able to think this through more fully or access the resources that you need or take that different perspective. Also, I, I, love, I love that idea because it also kind of removes a bit of the, the self-blame that I think a lot of people can put on themselves. Mm -hmm. why, can't I, why can't I think through this problem? Why can't I get myself exactly. unstuck? Um, and then often, you know, try and bl sometimes blame themselves for not being able to do that. Of course, you know, well, it's not, yes, your brain and your nervous system is you, but this frame to, to give some distance of, well, you are not your brain, you're more than your brain and your nervous system, uh, I think can be very, very helpful. What, um, what are your future plans uh, in terms of the coaching and, and work? And one of the reasons why I'm interested in your answer here is because <laughs> I think most, probably, if not all people that I speak to and students that go through our programs are either coaches already, full-time coaches already, or they're working in a job and they're wanting to become full-time coaches. But is that something you're wanting to do or are you always wanting to have two things going on here, the coaching and kind of your um, job and your career and your work as well? Um, obviously, that's a question I reflected on a lot um, also when I made the job change a year ago. And I feel that for me, um, the let's say the balance of the two right now looks like the most... Um, fulfilling situation mm -hmm. for myself, I would say, um, because I feel that I, I definitely want to continue with one-on-one -on -one coaching conversations. I definitely want to expand doing that also in a more um, structured way right now. It is really just, you know, referrals. And I mean, I, I know that it usually works this way that um, probably most of your clients, let's say, will be referrals because, mm -hmm. um, that is just that, uh, yeah, how you would also trust your own decisions, I guess. Um, so, but making that a more structured process and, and maybe also looking more for these conversations from my end, this is definitely something I want to do and want to explore more. Um, I do feel, though, that it is uh, beneficial for me also to stay in, a, in another kind of gig, let's say, mm. um, just because I've seen this year how nice it is or how nice it does work for my situation at least to introduce these um, introduce these ideas and to introduce these thought patterns into into what you you do besides being a coach and um, so I see the benefit and I also see that um, I think for me personally focusing or putting my energy in a couple of different places um, keeps it exciting. Um, I don't know if I could see myself in one-on-one in -on -one or in only this coaching situation all the time um, or if it, if it would then lose some of it, its excitement uh, for me as well. So mm -hmm. I feel that this, um, yeah, this having a bit of a diverse setup about what I do is really helping me to just draw energy from both and also draw ideas like both ways of, of how you can do things. Um, and I must say also part of it is that I feel um, for me, coaching has helped me so much in, in my own life. Um, 
but I was very lucky to have a couple of situations during my um, years that I actually worked with a coach, um, which I never chose, or in the beginning at least, didn't choose to do myself, but which was just a situation that happened through work um, that I was lucky enough to to have a coach by my side in certain situations. And then I asked myself, really, like, how on earth do people go to life without through life without this help you know yeah. how does anyone live without having uh, someone that helps them through some situations yeah. um, and I feel that if for me I always feel that um, it's a bit of a pity that due to this you know one-on-one -on -one situation that coaching often happens in or small group um, moments um, it is quite exclusive and mm. not everybody will find their way to a coach, will be able to afford it, will know that it happens. So I do feel also if, um, you know, we can bring more reflection and more, um, yeah, more reflection moments, more meaningful moments, let's say, into random situations also, um, we can maybe also make it, make it broader Broader, accessible, accessible in a broader way. So I feel that also that is part of um, part of what also um, motivates me or, or excites me about you know exploring how you can uh, bring the benefits to other situations that are not a typical coaching setup. Mm -hmm. Just going back to this balance between uh, doing the coaching and then having your you know sort of career job, let's say. I love that you've raised this because I think, like, this is a conversation that nobody's having. I haven't heard anyone talk about this before because out there in the space is kind of like this, you know, quit your job and go and build a super successful <laughs> coaching business where you're coaching people all the time. And I think the the word you used was uh, fulfillment or fulfilling. You feel most fulfilled at this point in time where you have some coaching clients and you have your work as well and you found a way it seems to be able to to do both and to have a lot of the benefits of of both and that's really working for you and I think you know for our listeners this is something that perhaps uh you know they want to consider rather than the whole you know quit the job go and pursue coaching put have the financial pressure of trying to make a coaching business successful uh, you know, going and trying to get clients all the time and, and then having the pressures there. Um, I, I think that that is going to turn off a lot of people when all of a sudden it's like, right, well, the thing that I was super interested in and passionate about and that has brought many benefits to my personal and, and professional life now becomes a job and, it's a, and it becomes, um, you know, necessary to make this successful so that I can pay bills and, and do all these sorts of things as well. So I, I think this is something that in the industry we need to talk a lot about, um, or at least a lot more than we, we currently have, which is from what I can see, not at all, um, with everyone promoting <laughs> this, hey, go and build a super successful coaching business and you know make this your career, make this your job, make this your business and everything else. So I, I love that you've raised this and, and that we can talk about it so that I think it also gives some of our listeners who are perhaps a little bit hesitant about, well, you know, maybe they've asked questions like, do I want this as a full-time gig? When should I quit my job? Should I even quit that? What if some of the 
the joy of working with people and the fulfillment I get out of that, I, I lose that because I now have to get clients mm -hmm. and I'm now relying on that. Um, and, and these are the sorts of questions I think a lot of people are starting to ask. Yeah, actually, mm. the way you the way you put it now um, reminds me of <coughs> a book I'm reading at the moment. It's called Originals by Adam Something. I can't read it from here. Um, but he introduced this idea. He he kind of went on the path to um, identify when when what was the circumstances when people um, had extremely original ideas or came up with innovative solutions to something, and then. He explains that in many of the situations, it was not those who had quit their jobs just to work on this idea or just to be innovative. Mm. But in many situations, it were people who had stability in some part of their life, let's say. And that stability gave them the freedom to put their crazy stakes at something else because they knew if they, they lost there, it wouldn't destroy everything. And that... Um, that there's this misconception if, of, okay, if you want to be extremely successful, if you want to build something crazy creative, um, you have to go all in. He says for some people, maybe um, you need to find uh, your stability in, in another way, in, a, in, a, in another aspect of your life, um, to be able to gamble, let's say, in another, mm -hmm. and um, be more free of all of those concerns that you just raised. And I think, at least for me, um, that is definitely uh, how it worked out quite well. Um, interestingly enough, I would also say that even the other part, let's say the, the day job uh, throughout the last like two years when I spent, uh, started spending time and energy on coaching, <coughs> I would say that also the other side of the equation profited off of that mm. um, because I, I was more inspired by something that I did on the side as a passion project and that inspiration then takes over other aspects of your life again. So for me, um, I would also invite the thought of, okay, it's not just so that you don't, you know, it's not just the thing you do for money and then you think you do for passion, mm -hmm. um, so that you, you don't put your stakes too high. But I, I do feel that if we find ways to pursue our passion um, somewhere, that everything starts benefiting from that. And um, then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's probably about trusting the process of also giving it a little bit of time to uh, flourish, of giving you the time to understand who you are as a coach, what it is that you can coach about. Um, if you would have asked me two years ago, I probably would have picked another niche, let's say, than the one that I um, am talking about now with people. So it's difficult to plan everything, and I feel that sometimes um, there might be some some ease and some magic in just also giving the things uh, space to develop and grow without a lot of pressure. Yeah, I love that. Sort of um, like taking a, you know, letting things organically unfold or evolve. And I think one of the things that you've raised quite a lot throughout uh, this chat is this idea of reflection. And I think that's that's a, a vital ingredient when you're letting things unfold. We can pause for a moment and reflect because yeah. when we do that and we have some of the insights and and we can look at some of the lessons that we've learned, then we might be able to shift slightly or pivot if we need to. 
to then let things further unfold in a in a beneficial way. And I think this is a, a skill that absolutely needs to be learned because um, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I reflect on what's happened, but, you know, having some skills and some ways of reflecting to extract some of the important information that we might need to then make decisions on, uh, I think um, I think is really valuable. So any, any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, maybe one, like I actually reflected or thought about, or maybe was threatened by the question, um, throughout the last two years, does the world need more coaches? Because, um, you know, sometimes being out there on LinkedIn or Instagram can be kind of frightening when this is a space where you plan yourself to, to mingle in. Um, and my personal answer right now which is also the only one that makes sense. Otherwise, why would you? Um, is yeah, obviously. I mean, just as you say, um, coaching um, always will help people make better choices, make people take charge of their situation, make make people um, reflect more about what they do and why they do it. And um, I would argue that yes, the the world needs more of that, and this is what keeps me going. And um, I guess that's it. Lovely. Uh, where can people go to connect with you? Where's the best place? LinkedIn? Um, yeah, LinkedIn, I would say, is probably the easiest way to find me. Um, if I if I follow my um, idea that I said today that I want to make it <clears throat> more structured um, or want to make my, my, my coaching sidekick more structured, hopefully at some point you will find a website. But for now, I would say LinkedIn is the easiest way. We'll definitely keep an eye out for it, though, and you can send it to me when it's ready, and um, we'll put it, put it in, the, uh, in the show notes. Billy, thank you very much for being on the show. I've, I've loved the chat, and thank you very much for your insights. Thank you for having me. It was a great start into the day. Uh, absolute pleasure. That's it for this episode. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and then head over to brainfirsttraininginstitute.com to join our community of coaches. And for resources and products to help you upgrade your brain in life, including interviews with leading neuroscientists and health and high performance experts, go to mybrainfirst.com. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.